96.7 FM, WTOB. You're listening to The Wealth Guardians with Doug Ray, helping you to retire the job and keep that paycheck. I'm your host, Doug Ray, and with me is Bryce Payne. Today, we talk about why retirement planning ain't what it used to be, and then we're going to open up the mailbag and answer your questions. Good morning, Bryce. Good morning, Doug. Staying dry? Trying to. <laughs> Trying to. A little rainy. A bit. Just a little rain and a little wind. Never hurt nobody. Up Well, this far north, it never hurt anybody. So <laughs> our, certainly uh, our thoughts and uh, best wishes for everybody down uh, south of us, because I know that they're getting, uh, they've been pretty pummeled the last couple of days. So uh, best to everybody out there. And uh, Doug, we've got a, uh, got a good show coming up here. Uh, what, as you said, why retirement planning ain't what it used to be. And then our second segment, we're going to be... Uh, Opening up that mailbag, we've had, it's been five weeks since we've done the mailbag, so get to some of our uh, listener questions out there. You're back in the studio, missed you last week, uh, Garrett filled in for you, got, he got the trivia question last week. Did he really? He really did. All right. So uh, I've got, uh, I'm trying to lay an easy one on you here this week, and so... Uh, uh, didn't I get the one before? You did. Yeah. You did get the one before as well, so you both are... Uh, two rays in a row. Two rays in a row. <laughs> <laughs> the rays are doing great. Uh, and I know it's easy for me to sit back here and throw the trivia question at everybody, because I just look it up, and I look up the answer, and I sound smart like Alex Trebek, but uh, I wouldn't get any more of these trivia questions than you guys get. And I truly I mean, don't know what they are. No, so you I'm, don't. I, I don't show it to you. Yeah. I've got it right here. Got it right there, but uh, I ain't showing it to you. All right. Well, Doug, let's do our uh, Wealth Guardian Service salute out there as we do every week uh, to anybody who's listening. Uh, if you have put on the uniform at some point for the Old Stars and Stripes, we want to thank you. We here at the Wealth Guardians always appreciate uh, your service and your sacrifice, whether you're a... Uh, Put on a uniform or you're a first responder, uh, you're in our thoughts here, and uh, your families as well. So, uh, Doug, you served in the Navy. Garrett, he's back there behind the uh, screen. He served in the Navy as well. So thanks to both of you for your service. And uh, I come from a long line of uh, Air Force military families. So thanks to all my family for their service as well. Doug, what are we talking about here this morning? Well, we're going to talk about why retirement planning ain't what it used to be. Uh, it is definitely more difficult now than it was before. Okay. I think one of those reasons is because it was pretty common for you know, our parents and grandparents to have a pension, but that is rare today. It is, yeah. The state, states, state pensions, the uh, federal pensions are still out there, but as far as private pensions go, they're not out there anymore. Those were replaced with the 401k concept, what, about 40, 50 years ago? It's been probably back in the 70s it started. The 401k concept, uh, when it was born, corporations saw quickly that it was a cheaper way to fund an employee's retirement. Because with a pension, you have to do a lot of actuarial accounting for it. And in fact, with a pension, what happens as that employee ages, they have to put more and more funds in it. So when you're a 22-year-old and you're just starting work, they don't have to put much money in a pension at all. But the older you get, the more it costs the corporation. So with a 401k, they found out, well, the employee is going to fund most of it, and we can only fund a little portion of it. A little portion of it, yeah. yeah. So it, uh, it certainly uh, makes it harder for somebody to have saved over the years uh, than if they had a pension. Um, so we always like it when somebody comes in and they have a pension because uh, by and large, they have very successful retirement plans. Now, granted, if it's a private pension, private pensions don't um, 
don't have a cost of living adjustment most of the right. time. And so if it's $500 a month you're getting now, well, think about what $500 a month will be 10 years from now, not nearly as much. But all right, so that's one way that um, that uh, uh, retirement planning ain't what it used to be. And now if you're just tuning in, you're listening to The Wealth Guardians, and Doug and I are talking about why retirement planning ain't what it used to be, how things have changed from decades ago, how your parents might have retired to how you're retiring today. And uh, Doug, let's move on to the second one here, uh, life expectancies. Yeah, we're living longer. Significantly longer. You know, when we do our retirement plans for, for everybody that comes in, uh, we plan to age 100. We do. And, and even hopefully go longer. And people, I mean, how many times have we seen people snicker and say, well, I'll never live to 100? Almost every time. Well, you probably may not. But the fact of the matter is people are living well into their 90s. People are living in retirement now 30 years so ideally, our retirement plans, we like to make sure that you stay retired, maintaining your standard of living without running out of money to age 100 or longer. So you combine that with a pension, the first one we were talking about, and think back to our grandparents. If they had a pension and they were only living in retirement for maybe 10, 15, maybe 20 years, that's significantly different than people retiring today who don't have a pension. Right. They've got 401ks, and that 401k is supposed to last them maybe 30 years. Mm -hmm. that's, those are two huge changes that makes uh, retirement planning much more challenging today than it did years ago. Speaking of challenges, uh, most people, when they are saving for retirement, Doug, are um, saving in the stock market, investing in the stock yeah, market. Yeah, most of it, yep. And no surprise out there. We knew this was this was coming for a long time. We're, we're finally into that bear market that uh, should have come years and years ago. Uh, we're finally entering that now, it looks like. I mean, it, it, we did officially enter a bear market uh, this last week. And uh, talk about turbulent times. We've got a seminar coming up, Doug, uh, Retirement in Turbulent Times. And that's Thursday, October 13th, and Tuesday, October 18th at 6.30 p.m. in the Broyhill Building in Clemens, same place where our offices are at. Doug, this is the second time we've done this seminar this year. Yeah, it is, and I think it's coming at a very uh, appropriate time. We did the first one, I think, back in February, right when the market started to roll over. You know, folks, this is going to be, I think, a very, very difficult market for many more months. So it would really behoove you to come to our workshop and learn how Bryce and Garrett and myself protect our clients in these bad markets. Right now, we've 75% in cash in our equity portfolios. On the indexed annuity side, the bond replacement side, they can't go down. Uh, so again, we're controlling the downside to within a 10% loss. We're trying to anyway. That's the design. That's the design. That's the and, design of it. And because you, you only have to get 11% return to get back to even with a 10% loss. If you lose 50% like you did back in 2008, it's 100% you got to get to get back to even. I want to focus on that statistic again. Let's say that one more time. So if you have, if your portfolio suffers a 50% loss, you go down from a million dollars to $500,000. As Doug was just saying, your $500,000 has to double in size. That's 100% growth, 500000 back up to a million in order to get back to where you were. So a 50% loss means you have to have 100% return to get back to even. But as Doug just said, if you only have a 10% loss, you only need an 11% return to get back to even. Yeah, so folks, uh, come to the workshop, uh, learn uh, a little bit about uh, how to protect yourself in this uh, this rough time. You do got to register? Yep, it's Thursday, October the 13th, or Tuesday, October the 18th, both at 6.30 p.m. 
at the Broy Hill in Clemens. You can call us at 336-391-3409 to register or go on our website at thewealthguardians.com. Hit the event tab and you can register right there. All right, very good. So let's move on to our uh, our third topic here. Why retirement planning ain't what it used to be. We talked about pensions and how they're rare now. We talked about life expectancies, how those are... We're living longer in retirement now, and interest rates. Now, interest rates uh, play a significant factor in what kind of returns or income you can expect off of your investments. And we've been going through, Doug, interest rates have been bottom of the barrel, low, which in some ways is really good. If you want a mortgage, great. We love low interest rates. If you're trying to get return off of your investments, uh, income off of your investments, low interest rates ain't where it's at no for no. you and, and a lot of retirees depended upon those cds because they were safe and you know with decent rates you know 20 years ago at five six seven percent you don't have that now right it's interesting bryce you know everybody knows the fed's been increasing interest rates well the 30-year mortgage rate is approaching seven percent unreal isn't it What was it a year ago? A year ago, it was in the threes. Low threes. Yes, low threes. But I looked at the CD rates and money market rates. They're not coming up They haven't budged. Not too much. I know. So a poor retiree, they're getting hit with inflation, Mm -hmm. and they don't have any interest on their CDs. Right. I mean, it's a double-edged sword. It is. It is. They've been they've been low for so long that we've kind of gotten used to it. Um, But you think back to retirement – 30, 40 years ago when interest rates were high, therefore your mortgages were high, you had a larger home payment, um, but you could at least get some kind of return off of your safe investments. That's right. Which it's more difficult to do that now. So interest rates is another one that's changed. Uh, Something else here that I I caught in this list, why retirement planning ain't what it used to be. Um, We're going to go over some more of these at some other point, but there's a couple of other good ones in here. But right now we've got to get over to the... um, we got to do the trivia question, the trivia. And then, we, then we've got the break, and then we're going to stick around through the break. I know you're going to stick around and uh, let us get to the uh, the mailbag here. So, Doug, are you ready for the trivia question this week? Oh, go ahead. Let's do it. Let's do this. All right. Doug, on April 6th, 1924, four planes started a mission. 175 days later, on September 28th, 1924, two of those planes completed that mission. For the first time, the four Douglas World Cruiser planes were named Seattle, Chicago, Boston, and New Orleans. It was Chicago and New Orleans were the two planes that completed that mission. What was that mission? Now, you would think as an ex-naval aviator, I ought to know the answer to that. Well, I, I see the smile on your face. Don't don't let him fool you. Stick around through the break. We'll see if Doug got this. This is Bryce Payne. With me is Doug Ray. The show is The Wealth Guardians, helping you retire the job and keep the paycheck. And this is 96.7 FM, WTOB. 96.7 FM, WTOB. You're listening to The Wealth Guardians with Doug Ray, helping you retire the job and keep the paycheck. I'm Bryce Payne, along with Doug Ray, and in this segment, we're going to be dipping into our listener mailbag and answering questions from our loyal listeners out there. Maybe yours will uh, be here today, and then we're going to, of course, see if we got Doug this week on the trivia question or if he once again got us. Now, before we get to the trivia question, I've got a question of sorts for you. Are you looking forward to your eventual retirement? Okay. Do you want to confirm that you're making and continue to make the best decisions for your retirement? 
I'm sure you answered yes to that second one. I'm hoping you answered yes to the first one. Well, then Doug and I have good news for you. We offer here at the Wealth Guardians a no-cost, no-obligation, second-opinion slash review of your current portfolio, and we're going to help you see if we can help you retire the job and keep the paycheck. No cost, no obligation to sit down with us, but you do got to pick up the phone and call us, 336-391-3409. It's 336-391-3409. You can also visit us at our website, thewealthguardians.com. We look forward to uh, sitting down with you and seeing how we can uh, help you accomplish your goals and uh, objectives in retirement. All right, Doug, you ready? Shoot. Here's the trivia question. Let's see if we got Doug. On April 6, 1924... Four planes started a mission. 175 days later, on September 28, 1924, two of those planes completed that mission for the first time ever. The four Douglas World Cruiser planes were named Seattle, Chicago, Boston, and New Orleans. The planes named Chicago and New Orleans were the two that completed the mission. What was, Doug, that mission? I believe that was the first attempt to circumnavigate the globe. There we go. We cannot stump Doug. That's exactly what it was, Doug. Good uh, good job there. The four Army service planes took off from Seattle, Washington, and the two of them returned to Seattle 98 years ago this week. The total trip was 27,500 miles. I'm guessing since they left Seattle, Washington, they must have gone west to east. I don't know. I might be wrong. Maybe they did go east to west and they just came over the United States first. Okay. Well, anyway, Doug got it. I hope you got it out there as well. And uh, let's go ahead and move on to the uh, rest of the show now. Listener questions. And uh, Doug, let's dip in here and uh, pull out. We've got Gwen from Kernersville. And Gwen says, Garrett and Bryce and Doug, (laughs) my house is already paid off but I'm about to sell it and downsize to a condo that's about $100,000 cheaper. Should I put that money I make during this transition in the market at this time? Heavens no, not now. Not at this time. (laughs) There'll be a much better buying opportunity in the future. But uh, seriously, though, you need to look at this as what is the ultimate use of this money? I mean, is it going to be uh, monies that you're going to give to a uh, beneficiary, a child, a grandchild, or whatever. You're going to spend it in the future on travel or whatever. There's some planning that needs to go into effect here. Now, certainly some of it you can invest uh, right now. I-bonds are a good choice, but again, you can only buy 10000 at a time once a year. Or 20000 20, for if you're a couple. If you're a couple, yeah. right, exactly. But, uh, that, I mean, they're paying 9.6%. They'll adjust November the 1st and probably go up a little bit. But, uh, yeah, you know, uh, are you going to need to take income off of this $100,000? That's a, you know, we don't know the answers to those questions. We don't. So just giving you advice now without any planning is pretty much impossible. Yeah, Gwen, but you asked the right question. And uh, I think even if it wasn't a question about do I invest now in the market or is just the market a place to invest it? As Doug said, there's more that we would need to know on that. It could be if you're really looking for growth and you're not looking to use the money for a couple of years, then yeah, probably the market is a sensible place to put it at the right time. But there's a lot of other questions we'd have to ask. And it might be that something other than the market makes sense for at least a chunk of that money. All right. uh, Thank you, Gwen, for your question. And we'll move on now to David in Farmington. David says, Doug, 
Is there a better solution for saving for college other than just piling money into a 529 plan? Yeah, scholarship. (laughs) 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 I'm joking around. Um, Actually, there are other programs out there that you can look into to, to help fund that college expense. You know, it's been so long since I had to do it for our boys. It was a long time ago. Luckily, uh, both of them did get some scholarship money, and uh, that that took care of things. But a 529 plan is real good. I mean, we've got 529 plans for our grandkids going right now. And obviously, you want to do those as soon as possible. Right. Uh, right. Give it time for it to grow. Unfortunately, most of the states now have cut out the uh, the tax shelter uh, or the tax benefits that you have in a 529. Uh, they used to, each individual state, if you invested in your own states, you would get additional state tax benefits, and we don't have that uh, anymore in most states. Uh, North Carolina, I believe, is one of those states that doesn't have that. South Carolina still has it. Does it? <clears throat> okay. Yep. So, uh, like Doug, I also had a 529 go in for my daughter, and uh, they are a sound way to invest. You at least still get the uh, the tax deferral, and if uh, if you do use it for the proper purposes, then you get uh, you get the tax deferrals there. Uh, likewise, they can be passed on, Doug. So let's say that uh, you started a 529 for your kid or your kids, and they are geniuses, and they get all those scholarships, and they don't need it. It can be passed down mm-hmm. to their kids yep. as well, or maybe uh, one of uh, somebody else in the immediate family who also can go. Can or if go they to. if they end up not going to college, or right. that you can change. Right the beneficiary on it to somebody else. Absolutely. Uh, David, thank you for your question. Uh, if you'd like uh, help with your entire financial plan, not just uh, saving for the kids' retirement, uh, pick up the phone and give us a call, 336-391-3409. Let's move on to uh, Grace in Statesville. And uh, Grace says, this is a second marriage for both me and my husband. We file a joint tax return, but we keep all other financial matters separate. Is that okay, or should we be doing things differently? You know, Bryce, we've got a lot of clients in this very situation, and there's no right or wrong answer here. There's not. It's whatever fits your needs, whatever you're comfortable with is okay. Now, filing jointly, yeah, you want to do that because you'll save a little bit on your tax return versus filing uh, individually. But, uh, yeah, I mean – you know, as long as you've got a good handle on your on your money, your portfolio, each of you manages your own portfolio or has an advisor to manage that portfolio, if you're comfortable with it, that's fine. You don't have to merge all your assets. Right, right. Now, we generally look at when we sit down with a client, we're usually looking at it as householded assets. Right. So if he's got an IRA of 500000 and she's got an IRA of 200000 well, we, we're not going to necessarily invest – his proportion of his IRA to the same degree that we're going to be investing her proportion. But when we look at it as a household, we want that balance to be correct. So, uh, Grace, is as long as you and your husband are making sure that each of your portfolios, if you're looking at them separately, is properly balanced for your goals and objectives, then there's not a problem with however you want to do it. My wife and I do that very same thing. We have a joint account, which pays all the bills, but then all of our investments are separate. I happen to manage hers, like I manage mine, but they are they are separate, and we view it as our, our own individual ones. So, Grace, thank you for that question. Good question, relevant question. And we'll move on now to uh, Harold in Lexington. And Harold says, Doug and Bryce, I'm almost 60 and don't have any money in Roth IRAs. Should I be converting some IRA money to Roth for the next few years? 
Harold, that is a spectacular question. It really is. Doug and I cannot emphasize, we always welcome the opportunity on this radio show or with our clients to talk about the benefits of doing an IRA to Roth conversion. It's a taxable event. As you know, Harold, you got to pay taxes on that conversion. But if you're in a low tax bracket at this particular point in time, maybe you've retired and you haven't turned on Social Security yet, that's a low area for you're probably going to fall in a low income area, therefore a low tax bracket. Uh, that could be a key time for you to do uh, a significant amount of IRA to Roth conversions. Bite the bullet now. Pay Uncle Sam his portion. Remember, the I and IRA supposedly stands for individual, individual retirement agreement. Well, it's not really an individual because Uncle Sam owes that account with you. Don't be afraid of paying off Uncle Sam his portion so that it can become all of yours. There's no I in Roth, and then it's all yours at that point. You know, another way to think about this, if you have had your money in the market and it's down, yes, you can convert now at a lower price, pay less tax on it, and in the future it's going to grow. Yes, We are in turbulent times, so let's talk about our workshop coming up. That's a good, good segue there, Doug. Yep. Successful Retirement in Turbulent Times. That's coming October the 13th. That's Thursday night, 6.30 p.m. And then again Tuesday, October the 18th at 6.30 in the Broyhill and Clemens. We're going to be talking about how to protect your retirement assets in these turbulent times. We're going to show you what we do for our clients and I think you'll get a lot out of it. This is the second one we've done this year. The first one was a big success back in February. So call us at 336-391-3409 to register. And go on thewealthguardians.com, our website. The events tab is right there. Click on it, and you can register for either night right there on the website. And uh, it's like we, we say, Doug, losses mean more than gains mm-hmm. in retirement. Absolutely. And you want to make sure that you're not facing the full brunt of the market. And uh, if you are and this market keeps going down, we don't have to tell you how painful that can be if you're already in retirement. All right, Doug, I think we've got time for one more. Let's move on to Donald in Burlington. And Donald says, Doug, Bryce, and Garrett. I'm not retiring for a few years, but I will be 62 next month, so I can start my Social Security. Should I go ahead and start it and use the extra money to get my house paid off sooner? Doug? Yeah, that's a good question. Uh, Generally, what we recommend is for folks to wait as long as possible to start their Social Security, because think about it. Every month you wait, that benefit's going to grow. And it grows at the rate of about 75 to 8% plus any cost of living adjustments. Well, we're getting some nice cost of living adjustments thanks to this inflation we're under. We should have high inflation like this more often. Those cost of, li- cost of living adjustments are outstanding. You know, I like the idea about you're paying off your house, but I think you need some planning here. You know, it's a good idea to sit down with a, an advisor and, and do some future planning for yourself. Turning on Social Security at 62 may not work for you, and especially if you're still working, you know. Even if you work part-time, and make over a certain level of income, then they'll start taking $2 away for every dollar you're over. Indeed. Yeah, that's a great point there, Doug. There is something called that uh, uh, that earned income penalty, whereas if you are not full retirement age yet and you're taking your Social Security, they're taking a look. They, meaning the IRS and Social Security, is taking a look at how much you're making. And they are deducting $1 for every $2 over around 18000 that you make in a calendar year. So let that 
sink in there for a minute, Donald. And let me just ask you this real quick. The interest rate on your house, you said, so you can pay it off earlier. I'm take, I'm guessing you've had that mortgage for a while. You probably have between a three and a five uh, percent mortgage. If as Doug said, the, uh, growth on your social security for every year that you don't take it is around 8%. Does it really make sense to pay off a three to 5% mortgage Great point. earlier there? Uh, so Donald, thank you for the question. Thank you for listening. Harold, Grace, David, Gwen, all of you who uh, wrote in this uh, week, this last month, thank you for listening. And we want to thank you. We hope your sports team wins and we hope you stay dry this uh, wet and rainy weekend here in the Carolinas. This is Bryce Payne. With me is Doug Ray. The show is The Wealth Guardians, helping you retire the job and keep the paycheck. And this is 96.7 FM, WTOB.